All right, thanks for tuning in to the second episode of Fine Tuning, my little podcast dedicated to independent music, uh, independent art, and just a space to try and be creative with uh, creative people. My guest here on the second episode is uh, a, a guy I've known for a few years now, and I'm just so happy I met him. His name is Mike Gentry. We are recording in Michigan, and uh, he's a singer-songwriter here in the metro Detroit area, and uh, I'm just thrilled to have him on as my uh, second guest here. Uh, So Mike, thank you very much for being here, and uh, if you don't mind, we'll go ahead and start with a song. Thanks, Mark. I'd like, uh, again, it's good to see you. It's It's been been a while. It's been a while, and through the miracle of social media, here you are again. (laughs) Right. And uh, first song that I'm going to play is a tribute to the people of Flint, Michigan, with the uh, water issue that was here and the neglect that was exhibited by our um, elected representatives, um, which is really a shame and should have never happened. Um, But so I decided to write a, a song about that, but... It's not a protest song. It's it's a song about water. It's called One Water. So let me move over. This is off of the last record. Now we belong to the sea, you and me. And we'll fall one and all equally Like a river, like the rain Like our tears that we'll cry to explain We'll fall one and all to the sea one world, one mother, one life like no other. We're one son, we're one daughter, we're one love, we're one water. our days float on by you and I will fall one and all by and by like a wave to the shore where it feels like we've been here before like a wave we will all say goodbye to one world, one mother, one life like no other. We're one son, we're one daughter, we're one love.
beautifully played. A beautiful song. A song about inclusion. Thank you, Mark. A song about hope. Well, and it's a song about, I think we're about 66, 67% water, each of us. And it's water that was here before we were born. And it's water that'll be here after we're gone. And so we're, you know, we're living on borrowed water. Man, you've been playing. You've been playing music for a long time. Yes, sir. So I'm gonna take you back, all right? Because I'm very interested. <laughs> I'm very interested in this element of what the music scene is like today for us, for us folks that are out here. Um, I would say on the lower tier of the, you know, industry um, pyramid, I guess, where uh, we're out here just playing music, doing what we love. To be thought of even as being on a tier is right. actually kind of impressive. Uh, well, yeah, we might be holding <laughs> up the pyramid, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I don't know. And we, uh, but so I'm out here. I meet a lot of musicians in this day and age, yes, and I meet a lot, meet a lot of songwriters. And I'm always fascinated by the uh, the folks that have been doing it for the for a decade or two or three or for uh <laughs> and uh don't rub it in i know that's a good thing because it means you're see longevity is, is. is a good thing but i'm interested in what you uh, are there comparisons like what's it like today versus when you got started um going out and playing for the first couple times and actually putting your foot it's, in the water performing know, mark it's, it's hard to 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 know what's changed um because you know true the world has changed and the music scene has changed but you know, you change as a person, and your perspective of it changes. So, it's it's hard to know how much to attribute to what's actually changed versus how much you've changed. Um, the one thing that that I have noticed about uh, Detroit is the level of camaraderie that's within groups. And when I was starting out, it seemed that like that there was this thing that everybody had this all-for-one and one-for-all sort of spirit, and we were all in this together kind of thing, until somebody started to poke their head up and they started to get some sort of recognition, some level of notoriety. And then it was almost, you know, it was predictable that then people would come out of the woodwork to say how, you know, that it, it became less supportive the more successful you became the less you could feel your fellow musicians supporting what it is that you did. And I, I don't, I think that that is, maybe that isn't just a Detroit thing, maybe that's just a human nature thing. Um, and maybe it's just a, you know, something of, of the competitive nature of music, maybe it's in every occupation, I don't know. But like, it was like that back when I started. And now, like, with, you know, Greta Van Fleet, you know, and everybody when they were just kids and they were playing at, you know, White's Bar and wherever that is in Saginaw or whatever, everybody was like, oh, these kids are great, man. They sound like Zeppelin. They're the best. And now that they're, you know, playing on Saturday Night Live, it's like, dude, they're just a ripoff of Zeppelin. They <laughs> suck. And it's the same people right. that were saying they were great like two years ago. <laughs> When they were, you know, just kids, you know, playing in bars, but now that they're, you know, getting all this notoriety, they've all of a sudden, you know, somehow lost it, you know, in the eyes of these same people. And I don't get what that is, and I don't know if it's necessarily a thing that's just a Detroit thing. Maybe it's just human nature. 
Well, you know? part of it for me, and it's one of the reasons why I wanted to give this podcast a shot, because my favorite thing about music and, and traveling and touring is meeting other musicians. It's yeah, all you, I really you, care about. You you get around. I, get, I try as much yeah. as possible. I, but it's, it's, it blows my mind. How old are you? Uh, 28. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is a great age. To be, I'm having friend. fun, man. Oh, you should be. Uh, if you're not, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> well, the weird thing is that, like, I think there's so much pressure on kids nowadays to have it figured out at 18. You know, go to college, pick a career, do there your is. thing. But there honestly, I, I every time I meet a young songwriter or a mm-hmm. young person that's uh, anywhere from you know, 12 to, you know, 23, 24, it's like you have this window of you opportunity, do. of freedom. You do. It's complete freedom. Because even if you don't pick a career till 30, you could still put in, with the way people are retiring nowadays, you could still put in 30, 35 it's, years. It's incredible. It, it, it is. When I was 23, I moved to Hollywood to, you know, set sail for, you know, whatever happened. And I ended up living out there for eight years, and it was great. I mean, it was 1986 when I moved there, and it was the height of, you know, big hair and rock and roll and bright colors, and you could still make money playing music. And it was fantastic. And I worked at AM Records for five years. And like I said before, I got to see how sausage was made, you know, how the whole industry sort of worked and how it didn't work and what it did to ordinary people, guys from the Midwest that all of a sudden, you know, were rock stars and how people either dealt with it or didn't deal with it. I mean, Chris Cornell was one of those people at A&M. And, uh, you know, maybe it was rock and roll that maybe he was always the way he was, but you never know. Um, So I saw all of that stuff, but I agree when you're young, you, you just don't know that you can't get there from here, you know? And the best advice that I have for young people is to, that are musicians, is if you're into it because you love the music, if you love the way a guitar feels in your hands, if you love the way that it looks in the late afternoon when it's sitting up against your bed and the sun is hitting it in a certain way and you're just like, man, that is the coolest looking thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, you're going to still feel that way when you're in your 50s like I am. If you're into it because you want to be a celebrity and you want to be a star, your odds are very small. Um, And if you're not fueled by that deep love for the thing, the chances of you burning out um, right about the time you see a younger, better-looking version of yourself um, playing the same gig that you're playing um, and you haven't learned anything, you know, and you don't love the music. Um, I see a lot of people leaving music when they get in their 30s because they think, oh, I'm, um, I'm too old. And the reality of it is, is that they are. <laughs> they are too old. I mean, for that hyper... You know, if you're not an event for people to gain some like social leverage by posting on their Instagram that they're at your show, if you're no longer that person, um, your time to be a big star probably has passed.
because that's what big stars are, is they're they're people that give young people, who are the people that are buying all the music, that are going to all the shows, they give them sort of this brand identity that they can take under themselves. Like, oh, I'm a fan of this person because I wear their T-shirt. I mean, nobody's going to buy a Mike Gentry 56-year-old man T-shirt. Right, except me. Except you. (laughs) (laughs) And if I wanted to be a T-shirt seller, I'd put like a rainbow unicorn on it or something like that. You know, I'm not going to sell T-shirts with a picture of me on it. It's dumb. But um, I still love music like I did when I was 15. When I play an E chord, you know, there's something about a guitar um, and how you relate to it how you can express yourself, how you can say things that to yourself that you might not normally be able to say. And then somehow you end up in front of people and they hear what are essentially conversations with yourself. And that's, that's all I've ever asked of it. And that's, I guess that's all I've ever gotten out of it. And that's probably why I still love it. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 a beautiful thing, and I see, I go around and I see people, and it's very clear, like what you're talking about, the people that are in it for one reason versus in it for this passion that they mm-hmm. have inside them. That, right? And it's very clear; you can't fake it. And everybody I've met that I've latched on to and I've stayed in contact, because that's the bad thing about traveling so much is that it's very rare that I see people on a regular. You know, you yeah. and I have not seen each other in, in probably a year at least. Yeah, at least a year. And, but we pick up where we left off, and it's beautiful. And it, I, I, I'm overjoyed that we're doing this. Um, but it's because when I met you, I saw I, I was. I, it was almost like I, I saw this idea of what I wanted to be. Like if I was lucky enough, I could do. I could still be doing this, you know, 20 years from now. And still have the same passion and the same joy. Because for me, it's the writing. I love storytelling. Me too. too. And I know I'll do that. Regardless if I ever play another show, I will always write. It's just you talking about giving me goosebumps because it's awesome. I took 20 years off from performing to be a stay-at-home dad, substitute school teacher, and, and came back to this when I was 52 and never played solo acoustic shows. Didn't know if I could do it. You know, I'm an arena rock guy, a Les Paul and 30, you know, 30 pounds less and 40 years younger version of me, you know, in a previous life. But, but you still got the hair though. The I, hair. Still, I know, right? You're lucky. I don't I know, know how you're doing yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I don't either. It's just clean living, man. Um, yeah. But, um, and that's the thing is that it never, the guitar never left me, even though I wasn't playing out live and I wasn't part of any kind of scene. Um, you know, I was a stay-at-home dad with, with with young boys and I still played the guitar every day. I still wrote songs. I still walked around the house playing and singing. I still read the magazines. I still listened to music um, and kept track with all that stuff because, like I was saying, I love playing guitar it's the one thing in my life that still to me feels like the first time it hasn't faded in how much it just gets me off to be in the middle of a song and pouring everything that I have into it and and I'm glad that that somehow um, somebody like you that that comes across to the point where 
I can be a 56-year-old guy sitting here with a 28-year-old guy talking about music. And to me, that's just a miracle. And I'm really, I'm grateful that it's happened. And I think it extends beyond, it's any medium, it's any passion, it's any hobby that someone has. I hope that's what people find, whether it's, you know, the running marathons or whatever someone's hobby might be. I think that's what, there has to be that level of um, commitment maybe, but uh, some level of passion in what you're doing that it doesn't matter. If you like to paint, paint. Well, don't worry about trying to, you know. You don't, you know, Mark, though, the other thing, though, that that is overlooked a lot is that you need to, in your life, you have to have people around you um, that support you in that. Uh, I'm really fortunate that my wife uh, knew me as a musician that had a certain number of hours a day that I put into this thing that had no apparent... You know, it wasn't a career. It wasn't, it was a thing that I loved to do. You know, a marathon runner, uh, pe- people that, that dance, people that have these things that they love, that they paint. Um, a, a big mistake is for people to think that if they can't commoditize this thing that they love, that it's not worth doing. And as a partner in a relationship, it's a mistake for you to think that if your significant other is doing this thing that they love to do, that they don't make a million dollars at it, it doesn't mean they should stop doing it. Whatever you love to do and that brings you alive and puts that light to you, um, you're fortunate to be with a person that has that. Um, and you, you can spend time with the person that's doing something that they love to do, um, that has that vitality. Because being with a person that doesn't have that, um, while it seems like it'd be cool to be in a relationship with somebody that was always working and always out doing something and didn't really have any time for anything than that. Um, it really brings something back to um, your relationship, I think, to be with somebody that's doing something that isn't a money thing. You know, my grandma always said, um, just because you make a great cherry pie doesn't mean you got to take it to the state fair and win a prize. Oh, I like you know, that. A great cherry pie is a great cherry pie. Enjoy it for what it and is. And a great song is a great song even if it's just your cats that are here. (laughs) And my cats hear a lot of songs. (laughs) Now, do they like them? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm not going to move to my spot, but I'm going to play you just a little little teeny bit of a song here. This is a really tricky one. It goes like this. Kitty, kitty, and they love that song. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! Weed is so le- weed is so legal in Michigan right now. <laughs> no. Oh, come on, no, man. I haven't, you know, I'm just kidding. I mean, I, love I may it. have waked and baked my way through the 80s, but, <laughs> but uh, from what I remember. The weird thing is, I can picture you doing that to a cat. Oh, I like, did. Hunched they, over, like, come on. Get I it. totally do. They come up and come they on, bite. Get it. They come up and rub their hand on the strings and they, they bite the strings and they love that tune, man. There, uh, um, there's a <laughs> it's a hit. There's a Craig, there's a Craig Ferguson joke uh, <laughs> that I absolutely love, and he goes, you know, if you want something, if you want something said, ask a man. If you want something done, ask a woman. If you want something not said and not done, 
Ask a cat. <laughs> 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 pretty, pretty, pretty much it, you That's know. So it. And the only thing you know that they do that I don't like is that if I accidentally like leave a sweet old guitar amp or something up in the living room, you know, I'll come up in the morning and the corner will have turned into a scratching <laughs> post and the, you know, 1966 Fender Deluxe Reverb now no is a respect. scratching post. <laughs> no respect. No, no. So that's the only thing you got to watch out for cats is watch your amps and watch your sweet guitar cases. <laughs> Other than that, they're they're a pretty good audience. <laughs> oh man! On that note, uh, can we can we hear another song? Sure. Uh, well, I guess I should probably um, say that a person a real real um, sort of a turning point in my life was I was looking on Craigslist and the musicians because I was, the kids were out of the house and I was going to go back and play music again. And I saw that there was a songwriting workshop and it was offered by this guy and I recognized his name right away. And it was Jazz Obrecht, who was an editor of Guitar Player Magazine for my formative years of guitar playing. Um, he started being the editor in the magazine in 1978, right when I started playing guitar. So I immediately recognized his name. I said, yes. I emailed him and started doing this workshop. And this was before I started playing um, solo acoustic. And he was very encouraging to me. He said, you got to go out and play uh, your songs. And so this song that I'm about to play came about because the workshop was on Sunday afternoons at 1 o'clock. And at about 10 o'clock on Sunday, I did not have a song. And so I got out a notebook of some four or five pages of random notes that I had. I pulled bits and pieces from them, put together an old school chord progression over the top of them. And uh, this is the song that I showed up at one o'clock with. It's called It's Not a Race. beginning goes. There we go. Away in the darkness, deep in the night, fading to whisper and waiting for light What's promised in secret Is openly spoken What did you wish for? And what were you hoping? All did you pray for your soul to be saved? Do you face all your fears and be Cause we all know we're going We're going the same place yeah, We all know we're human, yeah Oh, but it's not a race Oh, it's not a race Can't try on another life just for size. 
So go tell your truths and mumble your lies. Cause all that you learn and all you forget are the ones that you loved and the ones you regret. Oh, now don't tell me what I can do. Oh, and I'll do the same. For you Cause we all know we're going We're going the same place Yeah, we all know we're human, yeah Oh, but it's not a It's not a race mm. Oh, it's not a race Oh, no Perfect for what we've been talking about, too. No, all right, we got to do... I want people to know where they can listen to, because you've recorded albums. We got It's out there well, online. It's out there online. If you just look at Mike Gentry Music, it can be .com, it can be on Instagram, it can be on Twitter, jeez. Um, Spotify. Spotify, MikeGentryMusic.com is my website where it has links to all of that stuff. If you buy a record at, on my Bandcamp page, I will handwrite lyrics, put weird wallet-sized pictures that my mom bought way too many of of me in the fourth grade and <laughs> old guitar strings and picks and you're sure to get a couple cat hairs for free and uh, stuff stuffed into an envelope and it comes right to your house and uh, all the directions are on there and you can have some of my junk so that I don't have to throw it away when, well, or my kids don't have to throw it away when I'm dead. <laughs> so uh, help my kids. <laughs> Help me. It's a year-round spring cleaning here in the it's Gentry a, household. That's right. I'm cleaning my stuff into little manila envelopes, one little speck of detritus at a time. I appreciate you doing this, man. I appreciate this so much, man. The uh, For anybody interested, again, we appreciate you listening. Uh, Mike Gentry, music.com. Um, I am Marcus Matijic, and you can check me out on Spotify as well. Um, just search Matijic, M-A-T-I-C-I-C. I have a new single that'll be out. Um, it's called Bridge of Size. So that you can, that'll be the newest thing, and then hopefully have an album coming out in the spring. Um, so yeah, Instagram again, all that stuff. Like Mike said, you know, we're easy to find here in the 21st century. So, uh, Hey man, thank you so keep, much. Yeah. This, keep, is fun. Yeah, this is so much fun. We'll You're just do this all the time. Like we're going to do this every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Except we'll do it when it's not thank so cold. You, hey, thank you, sir. <laughs> all right, y'all. Um, do me a favor. Everyone out there, believe in yourself and, uh, we'll see you, uh, see you talk to you next month.